This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Is uh, Clarington, Ontario in the tournament this year, Jim? I don't believe so. Maybe we should have got him in there because they are so hot right now. Clarington, Ontario, the home of Jungle Cat World, (laughs) which is a roadside zoo. A woman posted a, a video. She was out for a walk with her dog, and she was shocked to see a lion hanging out by the fence. On the side of the road. Jeez. And her dog, like, ran over. You've got a couple dogs, so you know how it works. When they see another animal, they run at it, try to sure. play and jump around. So her dog started doing that with the lion, and they were, like, running alongside each other down the fence. <laughs> and she was like, what is going on here? Why is there a lion in small-town Ontario <laughs> yeah. right Don't near the side hibernate? of the road? So it's this uh, jungle cat world that uh, is now getting attention. Animal welfare services say they inspected jungle cat world after uh, getting a complaint about the lion, and it poses no threat to public safety. Oh, man, I, okay, I'll believe them for now, but gosh, I haven't looked at a tiger or lion zoo the same since Tiger King. I'm not saying that... <laughs> There's anything nefarious going on here, but I just can't look at one of those zoos without wondering what the hell is going on behind the scenes. Interesting people, as they say in that documentary. <laughs> Interesting people like owning big cats. Yeah, yeah. I, if like they were my neighbors, I would just be very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'd want my toddler walking alongside the road yeah. with a lion stalking her, even if it is on the other side of a chain link fence. Yeah, they get rusty. The chains do. The fence does. No. <laughs> I'm not that confident in them keeping a jungle beast back. So the video's gone viral, over 3,000 shares. But for now, it looks like the the lion is going to stay where it is. Really? (sighs) I mean, if the fence is there... It's is better it than no fence. Yeah. Is, it <laughs> is it electric fence? It makes me feel a little bit better. I have a feeling that uh, this woman will choose a different route to walk her dog from now on. Mm-hmm. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Jim, I feel like you were probably a fan of this movie. Okay. Good Burger. Good Burger. I never actually saw it. I know the movie you're talking about. I never actually have seen it. Darn, because I've never seen it either. It's with the one guy from Saturday Night Live, though, right? Keenan Thompson. Yeah, yeah. And Cal Mitchell. Uh, I, I'm trying to figure out why Jimmy Fallon is freaking out so much in this clip. Listen. Big announcement. That's right. We had to do it here. Let's do it. Keenan, can you tell so us what's going on? Ooh. Ladies and gentlemen, Kel has something he'd like to tell you. Wow. Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger, part two. Good Burger 2! Good Burger 2! Come on now! How exciting is this? Such a blessing, man. It's unbelievable. They're making Good Burger 2. I didn't know the desire was there for it. Now, Good Burger, it is, it's, I, I don't know if I'd call it a cult classic, but it does seem to have some sort of status with, like, 90s kids. Which you are. That's why I was hoping yeah. you would be uh, able to explain to me the plot of Good Burger 1, because I don't want to watch it, and I don't want to be lost when well, I see Good Burger it's a very complex plot, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm going to guess some rich, mean guy is going to c- shut down the burger plant, so they got to come up with the best burger there is. Something like that, I don't know. Um, 
No, I never saw it. I think I was a little too old when it came out, maybe. I think it came out in the late 90s. Okay. And I was already past it. But I wish I was excited for it, but it's, I don't think I've ever seen it. Good Burger 2. Well, maybe I'll, I'll bite the bullet and I'll watch Good Burger 1 with my <laughs> kids this week. And I'll, I'll tell you what the hype's all about. I've got a feeling it's probably not a great movie. It's probably just rose-colored glasses. It's all. It's a tough thing to do when you have uh, a comedy movie starring two young people, and then you make a sequel when they're old. Mm-hmm. Dumb and Dumber. They waited too long to make Dumb and Dumber or whatever it was called. Yeah, d- Dumb and what was it? Because there was the other one with the other actors that weren't Jim Carrey. That was a and bad Jeff idea Daniels. too. Terrible. I'm trying to think. Is there Dumb any- and Dumber Two? Was the name of it? Maybe it was T O O. Too dumb, too dumberer. Maybe. <laughs> Has there ever been a good sequel to any comedy though? I think that's the hardest thing to make a sequel to. I don't. Wayne's World Two. Yeah. Okay. Austin Powers Two. Austin as well. Powers. Yeah, Mike yeah. Myers has a good track record. Yeah. I can't think of any other ones off the top of my head. Yeah. Caddyshack Two. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Because and then weirdly enough, the Wayne's World Two and Austin Powers Two, they use so many of the same jokes from the first movie. It's kind of right. mind-boggling. But uh, you almost have to. If you go too different, then it's like then it's a different too too different. But if it's all the same jokes and it's not different enough. There's a happy medium. Yeah, you got to remember why the first one was funny. And a lot of comedy sequels, they don't. Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. Too crazy. Everyone was crazy. First, Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura was like the crazy guy and everyone was like, who is this nut? And then in Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, every character was just as crazy as Ace Ventura and it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully they don't screw up Good Burger like yeah, that. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure. <laughs> They're making a sequel to the movie Good Burger 25 years later. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, neither Jim nor I have seen the first Good Burger, so we can't get too excited about that. But we did note that it's very difficult to make a sequel to a successful comedy that's as funny or better than the original. Um, we've got Ryan, our producer, just sent a text, said, guys, Shrek 2. <laughs> you know, animated movies, okay. Yeah. Yeah, they can get away with A little with bit it. easier. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, I just saw a list on the weekend. It was the highest grossing comedies of all time in the United States. Guess what the highest grossing comedy movie of all time is? I guess Shrek. I don't know. Minions, The Rise of Gru. Oh. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I haven't seen any of the... Is this Despicable Me? Is that where Minions yeah. came from? I haven't they're, seen any of them. They're not bad. And yeah, Jim, yeah. I know you got a wedding coming up and maybe a couple kids after that. I wouldn't rush to see them because once you have kids, you'll see them about 700 times. Yeah. I mean, the movie itself was probably high grossing, but like the amount of toys they must have sold because I see those little plush yellow guys everywhere. This doesn't even include that. Yeah. This is the, the worldwide box office. Uh, no, sorry, the, the U.S. box office with $369.7 million. Worldwide box office on Minions, The Rise of Gru, $940.4 million. Jeez. Like, Approaching a billion dollars. Nicely done. Beat out Home Alone. That is the second highest grossing comedy of all time. 285.8 million. Yeah, yeah. Classic. 
Meet the Fockers at number three. Hmm. Not Meet the Parents, Meet the Fockers, the sequel. The Hangover was number four, Hangover Part Two, number five, Bruce Almighty, Ghostbusters, Beverly Hills Cop, Mrs. Doubtfire, and Ted round out the top really? ten. Okay. Hmm. Bruce Almighty is the worst movie on that list. Number one. The only movie I've walked out of. That's a terrible movie. Bruce Almighty or Evan Almighty? Bruce I Almighty was, was the Evan first Almighty. one. So I, I had Steve Carell in my mind because we were talking about uh, Minions and Despicable Me, but Bruce Almighty Bruce was Almighty the original Bruce Almighty was one. okay. Yeah, yeah. Evan, Evan Almighty, Almighty was terrible. Awful. Where yeah. it becomes Noah and builds yeah, the yeah, ark. Yeah, it was brutal. <laughs> Bad CGI. Again, it's tough to make a sequel yeah. to a comedy that is as good as the original. I, I, I have a tough time thinking Minions is beating Ghostbusters and The Hangover is greatest comedy of all time. Like, yeah. come on. But of course, like, yeah, if the, the more money you make doesn't make it a, a better movie. It just makes it more accessible, I guess. Congratulations. Minions, Rise of Gru. Almost making a billion dollars at the box office when it was out. Are you brave enough to let me see your peacock? Devin Peacock is our sports guy. Dev, you sent me a text message last week, but we haven't talked about it on the air. My Tampa Bay Buccaneers are getting a new quarterback. Baker Mayfield, baby. Baker Mayfield. This guy, just uh, he's like a cat. He's getting... Nine lives here. He's all over the place. I mean, when you think about where he's bounced around over the like the past calendar NFL year, he went from Cleveland over to Carolina to Los Angeles. Now he's in Tampa Bay. <laughs> hmm. A real journeyman, as they say. <laughs> and he was a first overall pick. I mean, it's you do have first overall picks who don't make it, but you don't often see that sort of you know one year bounce around for a former first overall pick. You know, there's guys you, who you don't see it for uh, third round picks. Third round picks. Like this, is a, it's a very odd to play for four different teams in one year. And it's very likely that it could be, you know, a fifth team if it doesn't work out in Tampa Bay. He signed a one-year deal, so there's incentive for both him and Tampa for this to work, obviously. Uh, the Buccaneers want to bounce back. The NFC South, you know, could be uh, ripe for the plucking. However, you do have Derek Carr now with the Saints. It could be an interesting uh, division. He's on a one-year deal, needs to reestablish his value, so he should be a very motivated quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And what's going on with the big announcement? Uh, Aaron Rodgers, we thought last week, was going to tell everyone that he's officially a New York Jet, but it hasn't happened. He wants to be a Jet. The Jets want him to be a Jet. It sounds like the Packers want him to be a Jet. The problem is compensation. The uh, Packers want a first-round pick. The Jets do not want to give up their first-round pick. And what's also playing a factor in this as well is his salary. So he has a massive contract and for the Green Bay Packers even though they would be trading him they would still be on the hook on their salary cap for the signing bonuses that are included on this and so there is an incentive for them to wait as long as June the 1st possibly to lessen the impact to their salary cap because they could spread it over a couple of years. It gets kind of complicated, but it, after June 1st, it's actually advantageous for them to wait. Now, I don't think it's going to take that long, but when you're thinking about Aaron Rodgers, he's a guy who said that he might retire. So if you're the Jets, do you want to give up a first-round pick? He might be there for one year and gone. If you're the Packers, he's... Grab Baker Mayfield 
when, yeah. he, when he fizzles <laughs> in. If you're the backers, he's an icon. So determining the compensation for him is actually quite tricky given a lot of the different uh, factors at play. Cocoon! The Taz and Jim Podcast. So this is uh, from Oklahoma City. There's a police sergeant who gets a call that there's a um, pickup truck swerving all over the road. So he pulls the truck over. Turns out the guy driving the truck is a 55-year-old police captain by the name of James French. So the, uh, the sergeant who's on duty approaches the vehicle, and this is the exchange he has with the police captain who's allegedly drinking and driving. You've been drinking tonight? I just got a ride. You've been drinking tonight, sir? I'm a captain on the police department. What police department? Oklahoma City. I'm not turning my camera off. <laughs> I know you're aware of our body cam policy. You know I cannot turn I, off this body I cam. Do, but I'd like to talk to you. I can't mm-hmm. do that, sir. Please. I'd like to talk to you. I'll talk you, to you once we're you done. You can turn it off. You can turn it on. I can turn it off once I'm done with my investigation, sir. Okay. I, I don't not, show favoritism to anyone, regardless. I don't I, care if you're a gangbanger or the president of the United States. Sir, I'm not asking you for that. If I was to treat you differently than I was to treat, like, some south side loco or some pedo, how's that look on me? Sergeant Skinner, please. Okay, once we complete the test, I'll turn off my body cam. Right, go ahead and turn around for me. Put your hands behind your back. Are you going to arrest me, sir? Yes, I am. Can I talk to you? Can we get the camera off now? Yeah, we'll turn the camera off now. Thank you. Boy, he sure wanted that camera off. <laughs> I like how he whispers. I, I still <laughs> audibly. <Yeah>. Turn that <laughs> camera off. When he's whispering, he's like grabbing his shirt where the camera would be. Like, <laughs> it would be real subtle. Turn the camera off. Our microphones are a little less sensitive than yours in our jurisdiction. I'm a police captain. Hey, do you know sign language? <laughs> Does you know sign language? Yeah, it kind of makes you wonder how many times the camera has been turned off. But kudos to the sergeant for leaving it on. Yeah, like we have to give him kudos, but we do, I guess. Sure. Uh, but I wonder if if it's like one of those things where he's like, you know what? I, for the sake of the law, I am. I must keep my camera on because I am. A, I uphold the law, and that is my duty. Or if he's like, I hate these other cops. Like it's like a rivalry between jurisdictions or counties. You know what I mean? Maybe I'm picturing super troopers, where the city cops are versus the rural cops and yeah, the highway yeah, yeah. cops. You know, they actually hate each other, so they're probably high fiving when they get back to the, the station. I, I think there's part of him that probably is like, it's my job to uphold the law. And there's a n- bigger part of him that's like, I don't want to lose my job. Oh, truly, If this story yeah. gets out that I turn the camera off, like, why am I going to sacrifice my career? Because this guy just made a decision that could possibly ruin his career. Oh, yeah. Hopefully it does. Like, <laughs> I was hammered. Yeah. I've already, I'm already recording to the point where you grab your shirt and say, can you please turn the camera off? <laughs> <laughs> So the camera goes off at that point. It does not reflect yeah, well on you. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so uh, the the police captain says he was at a poker game. Uh, he ended up spending the night in jail. He bonded out. He's been placed on administrative leave pending an investigation. 32 years with the department. I wonder how he did in the poker game. <laughs> Imagine he lost like 400 bucks and then got a Dewey. Uh, I lost $400. This night can't get any worse. <laughs> Why don't you try and find another little 
jingle there instead of that peacock It's really annoying. And I'm getting sick of listening to it. Get rid of that peacock. You want to see your peacock? Got, got. Cocoon. I want to see your peacock. Got, got. Your peacock. You want to see your peacock? Got, got. I want to see your peacock. Got, got. Let's take a look at sports. Devin Peacock is here. March Madness basketball. The tournament continues. A lot of people's brackets are completely busted. Dev, I think yours might be hanging on by a thread. It's it's doing better than I thought uh, it was going to be after this first weekend just because uh, teams seem to be falling left and right. Purdue seems incapable of ever being a high seed. For the past three years, they've lost as a one seed. They've lost as like a two seed. They just cannot handle the expectation. They're out. I had uh, Duke making the Final Four. That's not happening. Uh, and so I kept seeing some of these teams I picked uh, to you know do decent. Marquette, I thought, would do better than they did. They lost to Michigan State, but also props to Tom Izzo and Michigan State. He has uh, He's now made the Sweet 16 for the 15th time. He is just so consistent as a head coach. Michigan State is just so consistent as a program uh, that it's, uh, it's, it's pretty impressive. So I saw all these teams losing, thought my bracket was just demolished. It's not great. Sometimes it just depends how how bad everybody else is in your pool as well. well. I was thinking this morning, it's not that you win March Madness, it's just you lose the less, the <laughs> least, you know? And like yeah. everyone's bracket has just been busted over the past couple of days. Houston is the team you picked to win the tournament. I entered all your picks into the pool with my buddies, and I even cut Devin on the action. And so generous. <laughs> he had to pay. And I'm told we're middle of the pack right now, and if Houston ends up winning, we'll probably win. Okay. Well, go Houston. Go Houston. <laughs> <laughs> what are we looking forward to in the tournament to start the week off? we got a bit of a break before the uh, Sweet 16 starts. But, I mean, you've got some really interesting matchups. You've got Houston, who we are now rooting for in a big, big way that's still alive. Gonzaga-UCLA is one of the, the big Sweet 16 games that I'm looking forward to because that's those are two high seeds that have made it through two storied programs. That should be a really good game. Then you've got Princeton still kicking, still going along against Crichton, one of the few upsets that I was actually able to get uh, correct. That's two you know, lower seeds that are going, so there's some really interesting Sweet 16 games to come this week. Ka-kaw! This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Uh, Jim, open up the uh, the betting app you have on your phone. Can we bet on whether or not Donald Trump is getting arrested tomorrow? <laughs> is that a sport? <laughs> it might be. <laughs> he, he seems to think he is. He posted on his Truth Social uh, uh, social media platform that he's getting arrested on Tuesday. And that uh, people should take the country back. So, so here's my question: Does this mean Trump is Q? Because this sounds like one of those Q messages, like Trump's going to be arrested tomorrow. Everyone's got to storm the Capitol again. You know? <laughs> <laughs> did he did he get his accounts mixed up? He it worked so to... well last time. Get back to the Capitol. <laughs> it's pretty wild if it happens, though. A former president of the United States being arrested and charged with a crime. It would be. I mean, it would be in. Monument. I mean, it, it, it's the former president of the, the the biggest country in the world that would be arrested and would do like the whole perp thing, you know, where you go, you get fingerprinted, you get your picture taken, mug everything, shot, yeah. mugshot. So it's just for 
Stormy Thriving Daniels. Stormy Like Of all, like, I obviously that's a shady thing to do, but of all the things presidents have done in the history of America, <laughs> the one thing that's going to take one of them down is bribing a porn star. So there's two indictments he's facing. The other one is out of Georgia for trying to uh, manipulate the voting results. However, there is like a precedent for Donald Trump in the hush payments, and it's John Edwards, who is a former vice president uh, Democratic nominee, who did something very similar. This was like would be like, you know, 16 years ago now. And that ended with him being acquitted. So, I mean, if you use that as somewhat of a basis for this, there is um, there is like a there is a bit of a precedence in the United States for this happening, but also the the public at large just saying, you know what, this probably wasn't on the up and up, but ultimately we don't care. But still he might because John Edwards was also charged and he was, you know, he was the guy that cheated on his wife who had cancer with someone else, had a Jeez. child with her. Not a People good forget about John Edwards. Like John Edwards was a trip. And that was that's been that's almost twenty years ago now. But he was in a very similar situation. He did not go to jail. Uh, who knows what's gonna happen with Trump if he's even gonna be arrested. But it would be How crazy. long before Trump uh, starts saying uh I can't believe they charged me with this crime. I've done way bigger crimes. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't even the best crime. I've done all the best crimes. All the best porn star. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't even the best porn star I bribed. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I'm glad to be watching from the balcony up here in Canada because, uh, you know, there's concerns about violence and uh, protests, whether or not they'll be peaceful if he is arrested. So it'll be... Interesting to see if it actually happens. But according to the former president of the United States himself, he thinks he's going to be arrested tomorrow. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. And a woman in Huntsville, Ontario knows that. She is suing Tim Hortons for $500,000 after she got a hot tea spilt in her lap Hmm. while going through the drive-thru. Here we go again. Yeah, this is uh, very similar to that McDonald's lawsuit that took place a couple decades ago. Or I think she, the, the woman down in the States that got the hot McDonald's coffee spilt on her got a couple million, though. Yeah. This was a story, and everybody was complaining about the story when it came out. Like, coffee's obviously supposed to be hot. I was in that same boat. But then, I don't know if I watched like a short documentary about it, I think on YouTube is where I was learning about it, but apparently the coffee, now I know Doing I, your own research. No, no, but like she won the lawsuit and you go, well, how did she win? All this, lo- the, the, oh, the law is crazy. But you, but then uh, the coffee was way too hot. Like it only has to be like 102 degrees, but it was like 118 degrees. Like it was way too hot. Way hotter than it needed to be. Yeah. And they did after that start putting the caution hot. Yeah. On and the they, side of the cup to and they warn people how hot the coffee could possibly get. Like they, there was there was a new rule. Jackie Lansing is this woman, uh, seventy three years old, Huntsville. She says she suffered second degree burns on her stomach and her leg after a medium black tea she ordered was spilt on her. Oh, jeez, man! There's pictures. This is a CBC article. There's pictures of her legs. They look pretty darn burnt. You want to see them? Sure. Yeah. That's burnt. That's red. That, uh, that's not good. Splotch. That's not good. She said she was in complete shock when the, uh, the tea spilt on her. And she is blaming the cup. What happened was the integrity of the cup was compromised, and it kind of squashed in her hand. Lid popped off. 
tea spilled everywhere. Hmm. That does happen. Yeah. I don't know whose fault it is, though, but sometimes if you do grab the cup, like not around the top, but just with your fingers pinching the sides, the top will pop off, and it is precarious. Whose fault is that? Hers? Tim Hortons? Tim Hortons is denying the allegations, saying the condition of the cup did not contribute to the spill. They're saying that it was the woman's fault. She mishandled the cup and spilt the tea all over herself. Yeah, I don't know. Like, tea is supposed to be hot enough, and if if it wasn't super hot or more hot than it needed to be, what's to prevent anybody from just pouring coffee on them anytime they want 50 grand, or this one's 500,000, but... Yeah. Like, if you can take the, the pain for a sec, why not? It's a slippery slope. Yeah, yeah. But, like I said, the original McDonald's one, like, the coffee was, like, not to... I hate frivolous lawsuits, but it was, there was something that the, the company was doing wrong. I always get the little sleeve on there. I have delicate hands. Because it can be hot just to hold the cup in your your hand, right? Yeah, and you may not be holding it as tight if it is too hot. Or you might might squeeze and surprise it. So always get the sleeve. Yeah. I would recommend that. Unless you are looking for a a quick payday, then don't get the sleeve and <laughs> squeeze the cup as hard as you ha- can as yeah. soon as they hand it to you. <laughs> now, I'm weird. I take cream in my coffee, and could you smear it with Vaseline as well <laughs> yeah. all around it? Do you have any butter back there? Just uh, <laughs> lube that cup up before sure. you pass it through the drive through window. <laughs> oh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>